Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Welcome back to part two of Walk and Talk and Big Murphy's with Nathan Minahan. As previously mentioned, we had a lot to talk about, so I split this up into two separate episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the conversation I have with founder of Walk and Talk and Big Murphy's, Nathan Minahan. You know, it's continued to help me to scale and continue to develop these businesses. At the same time, it gave me all the thinking space that I needed. And all the Spanish that I was speaking there was so important. Um, You know, I kind of like this madman in the restaurant because I'm running around singing and, you know, you know, and uh, interacting with the customers and meeting people from around the world. So it's really this incredible um, tool for me. So that that helps me to really make you know a thousand dollars a week or twelve hundred a week if I really needed it. And that is what helped me fund my business first. You know, um, so. You know, it's it's taken some time. It's still taking time to get to full sustainability, but I'm pretty much there. Um, Big Murphy. So, okay, so walk and talk. So, all right, so the interesting thing is I realized that being this guy in my workshop, I love designing journals. I love designing these different leather goods, and I'm going to keep designing leather goods. But my real passion, one of my real passions is being with people. It's advocating my message of creating yourself for the trip, getting lost to find yourself, you know, being a visionary, and really reaching out, reaching people through that message. You know, and I love interacting with other people. So to think that I'm going to be the guy sewing the journals long term is not feasible, right? So I was thinking, how am I going to scale myself, right? And so I found these Amish initially to help, and they were great, and they still help with some of the cutting processes. Um, but the finishing process is a whole other animal. So I have to have my hands on deck and my eyes on board to, to do that. So I also realized, well, what if I designed other products that I had made for me, you know, that were a little bit more, a little simpler to have made for me. So I actually, it happened by accident. I had read the four-hour work week, which, which was really uh, influential. And then I went over to Europe with my one of my yearly trips for like two months, and I was going to make a video. I was going to make this video about how to transform your life with a trip. And so I go to the east of Europe, I go to Bulgaria, I go to like Serbia, I go to Macedonia, and I have this great experience with my best buddy from the Czech Republic, and then I'm still in my comfort zone, I'm still with him. And then I go to Portugal, I'm out of my comfort zone. I go and I visit a Czech friend, I'm out of my port- comfort zone, I'm, I'm alone for a little bit. And I was like, this is good, out of the comfort zone again, you know? And I walk into a store, and there's this beautiful girl. And I sort of say, oh my God, there's this beautiful girl. And she has a green Volkswagen bus, and I have a green Volkswagen bus, and we sort of like have this moment, and I'm like, oh my God, like, who is this chick? You know, I'm, I'm not leaving Portugal. So I missed four flights. So. Sorry, Nate, one second. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm telling you, it was one of these starstruck moments, and I just knew that I wasn't going anywhere fast. Like, I, I had to stay there. And so I missed one flight, which turned into two flights, which turned into three and four, and my, finally my fourth flight 
flight was to fly back to the States. So I stayed in Portugal for 45 days instead of for five days. And I ran up a credit card or two, you know, but then I was like, I'm going to make it happen. I would go back, pay it off, whatever, be fine. And I, you know, invested. I met these... Um, I met these guys that were making wooden bikes, and you know, I helped. I started working on setting up production for a couple of other things. Started working with some Italians, you know, making some eyewear. So anyway, I got involved in all this kind of stuff, and I realized, okay, you know, maybe, maybe this is what I've been looking for—some kind of some other product that I either co-brand or that I design and have made that I could scale, you know, while I'm working on the production for my journals. And so meanwhile, I go back to Chicago and I start working on all this, you know, and I start developing it. I put the bike actually in the Bentley store, in, um, in the Bentley store actually in Water Tower. It took me like five days, literally five times. Can you give us a quick synopsis yes. why it made sense to A, you contacted them, Yes. B, why you got the contract with them? Okay. Well, what happened, you know, so I actually was, I was extremely, extremely tired one morning. I attended the 7 a.m. breakfast, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I got to get these bikes into a bike store. I got to get into some kind of a design store, and I had already met Cozy Cycling, and I, a, a sale was in process for them, but I said, you know what, maybe a design store would be really good. So I took the bike for a ride. I had it with me at this networking event, 7 a.m. in the morning. Wait, define, describe the bike. I mean, okay. I think, I so think the bike is actually. My, my, well, I'm trying. I, I know you will. Yeah. My my conveyance is. I think everyone doesn't understand what you're describing because I see your video. I know you well. Like, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Please describe this bike that you were right. conveying. Right. So this bike is a crap. Is a it's a single piece of wood crafted. You know. Yeah. So it's basically. It has a very interesting frame in that it's you know a single single piece of wood that's uh, birch and oak plywood is forged together, um, outfitted with mahogany pedals and custom bent. Uh, uh, what are those called? The fenders. Yeah. And even the stand on the back is wooden. The grips are handmade by us, the leather grips. So it's just a partnership with Mud Cycles over in Portugal. And we have a co-brand, you know, selling them. It's a wooden bike. It's a it's the luxury of wooden. It is literally like the Porsche of bicycles. It's it's a luxury experience. It's really a visionary product. When you ride it, you feel so connected because of what it's made out of, the way it flexes. Like when you jump around on it, you know, it literally flexes because it's wood. It's not going to break, but it just has this amazing, amazing feel to it. And so this wooden bicycle, I, I, I drove by, I rode by the Bentley store in the water tower, and I saw these beautiful cars, and I said, well, maybe I should put the bike in the Bentley store. So I just wheeled it in there, and I said, hey, can I talk to the owner, you know, or to the buyer in here? And so the, they basically, you know, looked at me like, okay, who the fuck are you? Like, you're going to have to wait. And yeah, okay, so we'll be here in a half hour. So I said, okay, no problem, I'll wait. So I sit there and wait, and half hour turns into an hour turns into an hour and a half turns into two hours I'm still standing there and this owner finally pulls up in this um, not Bentley but a yeah I guess it was a Bentley two-door coupe comes out with his family and his kids rolls into the store and 
you know, he's immediately calling out orders to his staff, and one of the floor guys comes over and says, he says, no, well, hold on a second, uh, hold on a second, Joe, this guy's been waiting here for over an hour and a half, you know, can you just talk to him for a second, please, he just wants to ask you a question, what, what does this guy want to ask you, what does he want to ask me, so, I, know, so, I know Joe, you know Joe, really, Joe, really? So, so he comes up to me, and he says, what is this thing? It's a wooden bike? I said, yeah, it's a wooden bike. It's handmade. It's from Portugal. It's the only one of its kind in the United States. It is an exquisite product. It's a luxury item. It's a visionary bike. So he says, all right, well, what is it? Is it, is it strong enough? I said, yeah, it passes all of the U.S. and the EU regulations for safety tests. It's been into hydraulic tanks and sur surpassed the strength of traditional you know, downhill bicycles. He says, oh, okay. I said, all right. He said, well, we're not going to buy it but you can sell it here. So I said, okay, that's kind of cool. So I said, all right, I'll think on it. So I leave, I'm riding away, and I'm thinking, we're not going to buy it, but you can sell it here. It's like, okay, that, that, that means that I can put it in the store, right? Okay, so then I follow up with him, and I go back there, and I want to talk to the guys. I try calling, I try emailing, nothing, you know? So I'm standing in front of the gentleman's office for another two hours. Finally, he has a minute to talk to me. He says, all right, we'll bring a contract by. So I go there. It's like a process again and again and again. These guys are busy. I totally understand it. Yeah, so I'm just standing there basically the last time for like two and a half hours in front of this guy's door. Finally, I get a signature on this contract to make sure it's all legit. I put the bike in the store, and it was right around my birthday. And I put the bike in the store, and I leave, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't bikes in the Bentley store, you know? So I, I posted it, and it was, it was a great picture. People were just blown away. The maker was totally thrilled. He was freaking thrilled. He's like a Portuguese maker in the middle of nowhere that somehow now has his bicycle, his, his life's creation, inside of the downtown Bentley store in Chicago. You know, it must have been a thrilling moment for him. So anyway, I bought another bike. Um, you know, kept kept building the sales. We, we haven't sold so many yet. Uh, we sold a handful. Uh, but it, it's such a visionary product. It has a niche appeal, you know, and I'm really just searching still for, like, the way to put it in front of the proper audience. But it really is coming. You know, I have a lot of uh, signs of, you know, great feedback. I mean, when the bike is in, in the room, immediately everyone is drawn to it. I mean, it is the friendliest item you've ever seen, you know? It brings I, I, people to it. The bike is... It's something that puts you in a state of mind. You know, it's it's what kind of bike you ride. It, it doesn't matter, you know. It, it, it's every bike to themselves, you know what I mean? Every person has their preference. This bike is something that you definitely want to have a secure way to lock it up wherever you're going with it, you know. Because um, it is such a high-value item. It is such it a is. special piece. People, people disregard it. Right. I was in Madison for 10 years. People disregarded bikes so bad. Like, ah, that's a bad bike. You need to respect that. Like that's your transportation. That's right. free. That's that's two hundred dollars for you. Like right. two hundred dollars over four years. Like right. two hundred dollars over a month and a half. Shadow CTA is. Oh, I cry about it. I got my bill today. So but yeah. Nice. So, Nate, tell us a bit more about. The difference between walk and talk and big movies. Sure. We're sitting here listening to your ambitions, your phenomenal 
whole situation. Tell us a little about that. So, okay, so Walk & Talk is really a product line that is geared towards defining this uh, vision of being a visionary, of crafting your experience uh, through a product that basically speaks speaks to that. So like we have the Infinity Pad, which is your everyday note taker. Uh, the Tom Sawyer is the Adventurer's Journal. Um, and it's modeled actually on a trip. This idea that it has three parts, before, during, and after. And every journey has uh, you know past, uh, present, and a future. So uh, then we also have the, the Big Thinker, is the composition notebook cover. You know, so you basically have this line of leather journals, and then coupled with that is the most, um, I guess the apex of the brand is our product of eyewear, which is the, the visionaries. So with every visionary uh, pair of handcrafted Italian acetates uh, sunglasses is this cloth, and the cloth on it has this really cool uh, picture of the Chicago skyline, and it's taken through a 1920s Feropter, which is the apparatus that the doctors use to measure your your prescription and it's this idea that you craft your vision with your experiences so walk and talk is all about getting lost to find yourself and the visionaries as a product represents the idea of crafting your vision with your experiences now big murphy's so that really actually grew out of a desire to create a brand that somehow is tailored towards you know custom 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 menswear custom ladies wear uh, custom clothing you know so it's it's like a piece what, what is the piece that you could carry that tells your story with it it is it is your legacy piece you know and so and but big Murphy's you know, it's like it grew out of walk and talk in the sense that my, my whole journey with learning production, with learning how to make things with leather, which I actually didn't go back to that, the way that I actually figured out how to make cutting dies, which is the most important thing, um, was, was really interesting. I first started working with the Amish, who had a supplier for cutting dies, which was very expensive. Uh, one cutting die, which was the size of my 3x5 infinity pad, was costing like $300. That die today I could have produced for like $50 or something like that. So I've really created you know, leaps and bounds within the learning curve of production within my own business. And so I, I got really uh, excited about that when I realized that I could finally design things at will, essentially, and not have it cost me an arm and a leg. You know, and so I ventured out and continued, you know, this path of designing different bags and um, and different products. And and now I actually have a website called MetalCuttingDies.com where people can go to source their metal cutting dies. So this weekend I was actually at the Renegade Craft Fair and also at the One of a Kind Art Fair. And I met a lot of different artisans making leather goods and I told them my journey into making leather goods and how I've actually created a side uh, website. wouldn't call it a, totally a whole other company, but it's like a side business that takes orders for these metal cutting dies uh, because we're actually probably the cheapest uh, cutting die makers in, in the States because I have them produced over in, in Eastern Europe. So, but Big Murphy's, you know, it, it's really grown out of all this knowledge that I've accumulated over the past five, six years. And it's a custom line of handcrafted, bespoke leather bags and belts. And over the past, I would say, year or so, I've really fallen in love with custom clothing, 
you know, custom shirts and custom sport jackets. And I love this idea of being able to choose your thread or being able to choose your um, buttons, being able to have it really fit you really well. And I had already been working on this production process for these bags and for these belts. And I realized, well, why not make it a custom bespoke kind of service similar to these bespoke custom suits? And so I said, okay. And I realized, okay, well, you know, it's still a little different than Walk and Talk, so maybe I should build another brand. I said, oh my gosh, seriously, I'm going to build another brand now, I'm going to like branch off, but I said, well, wait a second, I, I think it's actually a good idea, because long term, it's, it's, it, it makes sense, like it is really a different audience, um, it, it is definitely, you know, it has a different feel, the bags are more fine stitching versus more organic, like hand stitching, with Walk and Talk versus Big Murphy's more fine stitching. And I realized, okay, you know, so maybe I can maybe I can do this. So I was searching for a brand name. I was searching for a concept. And actually, my great grandfather, he was a defense attorney for bootleggers in the 1920s and 30s. And I had always known this story. How did your great grandfather get involved with being a attorney for bootleggers in Chicago in the 1920s and 1930s? Well. So anyway, uh, my great-grandfather was legend to have defended Al Capone, which is like this old wives' tale, basically. And so I realized it was actually true um, as I was researching some news articles in the archives in Rochester, New York. And like every story that came up was like something with the word bootleggers or slate or revolver or whatever. I was like, wow, he really you know defended all these people. This is really a true story. But it was funny. I had already I had scanned these articles that I had found about him in to my computer years ago to save them and I opened my family history folder I want to say like a year ago and I opened to this this article that just had this uncanny description of him on it and that's when I realized when I started reading this article I realized that is a brand right there you know it was talking about him living life in a big way him um, basically being uh, being large large physically and mentally and doing everything in a big way and uh, holding big jobs and important posts in large organizations uh, smoking big cigars and driving big cars you know and uh, all reflect the expansive nature of the Big Murphy is what it basically said and I said wow like the name Big Murphy like that's something and it stands for something right and it's similar to walk and talk at first as always you know making the journals and you know, I called it coffee books walk and talk I was staining the paper with coffee I this idea like the journals um, you know could spread a message about personal growth through travel like coffee books walk and talk well Big Murphy's I was searching for like what is it really saying and so little by little I was you know I kind of was just following the spirit so to speak and following the, the synchronicities in the story and I was thinking okay well it's about thinking big he was one of 12 kids came from nothing and he grew into this really successful defense attorney two he was, you know, somebody who was very meticulous for his time as well, like exquisitely dressed, you know, and these bags that I'm creating, these belts that I'm creating, bespoke, about, it's about crafting, you know, what's left over after you pass away, the things that you carried, you know, exactly. so crafting a legacy, right, let the things that you carry then be the thing that tells the story, you know, that's the thing that people are going to, you know, see when you're, when you're done, so your bag, whatever you carried, you know, but it's about how you do it, so he, he was said in the article to do things with the way of a friendly hand, not the, not the gesture with the sword, you know, he was somebody that did so in a friendly way. 
And then lastly, um, I was reading a book, uh, The Devil in the White City. You know, it was actually recommended. Very, very famous book. Very famous. Very yeah. famous yeah. And, you know, I was recommended that book about a month ago by a cab driver who picked me up. I was golfing with a friend of mine, picked me up from the golf course. He was a commodities trader and he said he was doing it. He was driving Uber for mental health. And I said, okay, that's interesting. So he recommends this book to me. And so I said, oh, you know, description of Chicago in the 19, or the 1800s. Cool, I'm going to read that, you know. So I read the book. I blow through it. I'm listening to it on tape and can't stop. And I'm thinking about Daniel Burnham. And I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about Chicago Midway Airport. Every single time I go home to Rochester, New York, I go through Chicago Midway and I stop for a second in the tunnel. I stop and I stare at that diagram of Chicago. And it says, make no small plans we have no magic to stir men's blood for once recorded some kind of a diagram once recorded will always see fruition you know I think okay so here's the thing there's a distinct there's a distinction that's made in the book The Science of Getting Rich which I only I only quote it because it's not just about being rich it's about his philosophy of self-realization which he bases on this idea of needing to be wealthy and but the most important and most interesting claim in that book to me is this idea of wealth being created through a creative mindset instead of a competitive mindset. And he says, sure, there's going to be plenty of people that succeed through doing things competitively. But... For every 10 people that do that competitively, there's a thousand people that get rich and become wealthy through doing things in a creative way. Oh, wow. Right? And so that, and, and, and that also, by, by creating that brand, by creating yourself as unique, by, you know, taking, taking the journey inward, you end up creating yourself as unique, therefore uncopyable, therefore always, always cutting edge, therefore always valuable, therefore always always generating value, right? So um, at the heart of that is is this idea of you know being true to yourself, you know, being true to who you are, you know, and not needing to compete. You know, the creative mindset is what definitely makes you, I think, a success. Because it allows you to tell a story, you know? Allows you to tell a story about this is this is the other thing I wanted to say briefly, is that Every time I get in a circumstance, a really challenging circumstance, financially, business-wise, whatever it is, uh, business partner, relationship-wise, whatever it is, I ask myself, what is the person that's reading the story of my life right now want me to do? Because they're looking at me as the hero. They want to believe in me. It goes back to The Alchemist as well, which I actually listen to often when I when I need to. I go back to it, you know, and it talks about the, the strength of one's soul is in one's eyes, you know? And let me bring this back to Big Murphy's and Walk and Talk. I believe that when you dress up every day and you really feel confident in the way that you feel for yourself, I believe that that confidence is the platform from which you, from which everything else branches off from. You know, putting yourself in a good state of mind in your creative place allows you to just be. You know, being equals access to possibilities, and that's not 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 my philosophy. That is actually a, just something that is is out there. You know, it's several different. Yeah.
yeah, being who you are being gives you access to to life as it's unfolding, and um, you know. So the, the most interesting thing here is is that you know, and creating yourself with, with a trip, creating yourself on purpose with these unique handcrafted items. If they put you into a mindset, then they've done their job because they're not just a journal, they're not just a pair of glasses. You know, they're a reminder of your vision. You know that you're a visionary. This bag is a reminder of your legacy. You know of the of the things that you do everything every day, the little things. You know you do to craft craft your legacy, craft who you are. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nathan, for all your fantastic input and sharing your amazing stories about your journey through starting companies and ups and downs, tribulations. It's absolutely fantastic. I really appreciate you being here. That was definitely a lot of information. This guy, Nathan, when I met him, I just knew he had this little twinkle in his eye about how much he was going to make an impact in the world. I love his business. I love his acumen. This guy is so sharp. He's all about just doing fantastic things. The fact that his businesses give back to charities and how hard he works is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited about his successes here moving on. He's just associated with the right kind of people and doing things in a big way. Definitely no small plans if you catch my drift. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode with Nathan Minahan. This episode is sponsored by Lunar Ball. Lunar Ball is Chicago's largest fundraiser for Asian American young professionals and friends, which will be held Saturday, March 25th at the Elegant Wintrust Grand Banking Hall. Lunar Ball attracts 800 plus of Chicago's most accomplished young professionals from over 30 different organizations for an evening of drinks, food, entertainment, and networking. So come join them, have fun, support community charities, and celebrate the Year of the Rooster. Cock-a-doodle do. <laughs> This event sells out every year, so make sure you secure a spot soon. I personally will be there. It'll be absolutely phenomenal. Looking forward to it. Please come say hi. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.